Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, listen. Go back to the human body episode of Legitimate Likes and, and Dr. Mags Carter will say the same about us. She's like, why is ah. everything in the neck? You know, why oh, we're gotcha. so poorly designed. She maintains we should be large yeah. egg-shaped creatures. <laughs> Some of us are. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out, are they really worthy of the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh and I am joined by my usual co-host, but not in the guise of co-host. He's come dressed as a producer. Nope. I will. I've been promoted. Yeah, dressed as a producer. Oh. Nothing from the waist down. Promotion? Very excited to be here, Hugh. Hugh, how do you think the LA Times would describe you? Uh, That's my opening question. Holly, pure Hollywood. Um, unlikely to be signed by the Chargers for the upcoming season. <laughs> Both absolutely spot on. The LA Times describe our guest as brilliant, which I think is an amazing start. Because I basically, I tried to write an intro for our guest, mm. you, and it's the first time I've struggled because there's too much good stuff to say, because I'm a big fan. So please welcome to the podcast, comedian, musical theatre performer, viral sensation, podcast host, Doom in Doctor Who, wrote a tweet thread about Aya Napa that made me laugh loads. She's just done a debut tour in the UK. It's Suze Kempner. Hi, Suze. Oh, Hi, Thank you. I'm too much. Do you know what, Suze, yeah. though? I, I think Will and I bring quite a nice balance to this podcast because Will always does the research. He's also very aware of, of people in the in the showbiz world, I suppose. He's able to talk them up. I've never heard of any of our guests before they come on, so that kind of helps to bring right. them back down again, you know? So it's a balance, yeah. That's so, quite good. Keeping no idea who you are, but brilliant, apparently. <laughs> okay. Suze, thank you for coming on. How are you? What are you doing? Um, thank you. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I finished gigging for Christmas yesterday. So nice. today I have been uh, making my leisurely way around my smart TV. Oh. Just very smartly watch it. I watched Maestro today. Oh, the Bradley the, Cooper, uh, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, the Bradley Cooper. Oh. Mm. Yeah, biopic of um, Leonard Bernstein. And, 
And uh, two two thumbs up from old Suze. Oh. I loved it. It made me feel euphoric. I'm sure that's not very cool. I think there's going to be. I think that's going to be the movie people are like <laughs> maestro about during awards season. But oh god, I loved it. Do you uh, do you think you uh, tend to come across as cool or uncool? That's maybe too personal. Very question. very uncool. Do you reckon? Yeah, always. I feel like you uh, have made uncool cool though. You're sort of like. You know, <laughs> you made a show about PlayStation, but it's fucking cool, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I think that could have been cool, <laughs> but the way I did it was kind of like... <laughs> it's just a, a 60 minutes of a woman standing on stage going, oh, dear, and then, and then I did this, and then I did this, and both of those things were embarrassing in the audience going, ha, 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 ha. One yes, of us will. <laughs> yeah. Far more successful, mm. you know, has monetized it much better. Oh. Hugh, do you think you're cool? I think we may have discussed this before. I feel like Hugh's cool, but I've only just met him. Then I'm going to leave the call right away because... <laughs> do you think Hugh's cool because he was late? There was how, how do we all feel about the lateness of Hugh? It's okay. Like, I, I didn't have anything to do today. I was merely watching a documentary and it just meant I could watch it for 15 more mm. minutes. Okay, great. So it wasn't wasted time. No. Not at all. Because it was a very low-stakes sort of action movie where Hugh sent me a voice note. Because I messaged him saying, I'm in the waiting room. To be clear. 18 minutes to five. Yeah. Will was very early. Yeah. That's quite cool. (laughs) Early for a Zoom meeting. I've never I'm I'm always early. That's not very cool, is it? (laughs) Well, I suppose, Suze, to to help you out in thinking whether I'm cool or not, I suppose you can decipher this sentence and see what you think. A number of great the children in the school where I teach call me Mr. Cool when I have them for chess club. Oh, so the chess, so, so how old are the kids? Secondary school Those age? ones are seven or eight now. So some seven-year-olds who, whose favourite thing is chess think you're cool. Interesting okay. that you use the word, they think I'm cool. Okay, right? yeah. well, so it's okay. their opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coolness is subjective. Okay. I think it's I think it's nice that those seven year olds who are probably bullied think you're cool. <laughs> well, 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 look, I try not also, to bully them. Also, Suze class, crucially but... thinks it's nice. Suze doesn't think it's cool. Hugh. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. What if of... what if they're using the the name ironically? Oh, I mean, I, that would devastate me. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah, if seven year olds can do that. The end of my career. No, I think she thinks I'm cool because I'm wearing a t-shirt. Well. Wearing a t-shirt's cool. Yeah, t- you know? a teacher who wears a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm wearing a hoodie and a hat. That's way cooler. Hat is a particular that type. The lily? Hat is a particular type of cool, I think. Will looks well, like the reason... um, oh, yeah. someone are. who 10 years ago like overcame an addiction <laughs> and is now talking to a load of teenagers about the dangers of drugs, but and he also found Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That, like, I think the saddest part about that description is I wish I had had the experiences that that character you created <laughs> had. Because I, I did, I did, <laughs> it comes up it comes now on so the podcast. Will did find Christ at one point, now he lost him again. Did you, Will? He found yeah, him, yeah. you know, I've been I looking got... for him ever since. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got big into JC for like two years. Oh yeah? Um, How old were I, you? I was like 16, 17. Oh, that is quite a weird age to like find Christ. That's usually when kids are like, "Yeah, I'm an atheist. It's no big deal." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I much, I would have much rather got into like 
uh, drugs or like <laughs> sex, but instead I was just like, Jesus is the guy for me. Yeah. Um, he did keep you off drugs then at least. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, I suppose he did. But I remember someone at um at one of our little worship sessions talking about them having done all these drugs and had all these amazing yeah. experiences and had now found Christ. Uh-huh. And I remember I remember being really disappointed that I'd worked out that Christ was our true Lord and Savior before doing all the drugs. Mm. I was like, "Oh man, uh, it would have been so much cooler." Right, okay. Well, yeah. Suze, I uh, think you look, if we're, if we're going to, again, judge people on how they look, I think you <gasps> look like someone, yeah, time. I think you look like someone who would... I think it's always really good, a podcast hosted by two cis white men, to immediately <laughs> judge the female She started it, Will. So, yeah, but there's a power dynamic. I did say that Will looked like... Well, the idea that you think I have more power than anyone is deeply flattering. <laughs> no, I think you look like someone who would be involved I'm to Mr. in Cooley. some sort of... You see, to be honest, I don't think I'm going that far from the truth. I think you might just remind me of someone who's involved in some sort of music group that would perform at, like, children's charities and things like that. Oh, I have done that. You know? So I was like, yeah, maybe that's... <laughs> so, so I think you was just seen Sue's live. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> You've forgotten. Uh, yeah, but, but only with the, like, the rich CEOs of the charity there. Oh, no. No, 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 The no, kids no. aren't there. Kids aren't there. Oh, yeah, no, no. no. The kids aren't there. Yeah, disapprove. And they're like, well, it's great. No, it's great. Oh, God, I love Les Mis. That's what they say mm. afterwards. And you have to go, oh, thank you. But you're pocketing a sweet 800 quid just for doing, nice. like, 15 minutes of singing, so whatever. That's go. why I love charity you work. You've managed to turn the charity <laughs> yeah, yeah. into corporates. Yeah, I like that, that is the only reason Suze cares about charity. There's a lot of money in the, <laughs> in the Christmas in the Christmas party. Misunderstood <laughs> the, the the way charity is meant to work there. I think, isn't it? I'm you helping. You get money from them. Interesting. Thanks, Great Ormond Street. Right. Another life saved. <laughs> <laughs> Comedians are people oh, too. Dear. You know. Yeah, barely, barely. I think we should probably get onto the topic at hand. Okay, great. Weird that Hughes brought a banana out. Didn't know he would even start the banana. He brought a half finished banana. That is Mr. Cool. That's cool. He didn't give a shit. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He was like, I need my fucking potassium. Who cares? Uh, Listen, today we are talking about the historic international summer and winter sporting event in which athletes participate in a number of competitions. Very boringly described. So I'll try and describe it a bit more excitingly. Five rings, big flame, fast runs, big jumps, wet splashes, horse dance, Mount Olympus. It's the Olympics. <laughs> We're discussing the Olympics. Nice. Everything that entails. We can talk naked about wrestling. summer, winter, Paralympics, uh, naked yep. wrestling. Absolutely. And I think specifically we will come on to dressage a lot. Yeah. Uh, but first, to get into the, the topic of the Olympics, I've got a three-question quiz. So, Suze, you will be on a, a team with Mr. Cool. I hope okay, that's okay. Great. But he's a teacher. He is a teacher. Hopefully you know the answers to these questions, Hugh. Question number so. one. Do you know what? I was just thinking, I was going to say I can't wait till the Olympics are on because um, I, we could watch events in school, but of course, not the summer ones. And probably not much of the winter Won't ones. Summer school, ones, yeah, yeah. Just need yeah. to get people into the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I think the Winter Olympics need to get people into the Winter Olympics, to be fair. <laughs> Somewhere from other than Canada and Norway, thanks. Yeah. Do you know what I really like about the Winter Olympics? That there's really good cold acting, Hugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. you got to explain uh, that Question reference? number one. No? no, it's okay. Uh, no. Okay, cool. I, I, I thought that would just be for you. Hugh, um, 
finds it very annoying, and I agree. In the, I, have you ever listened to the Office Ladies podcast series? No. Or have you watched the American Office? Oh yes, I've watched it, uh, about ten episodes. I think. Great. This is gonna. You're gonna love this. It's okay. gonna be a really worthwhile tangent. Um, that basically they filmed it in a hot place and they had to pretend to be cold a lot. And the people <laughs> who host the uh, Office Ladies podcast talk about how good the cold acting is. Right. Two of the actors host the podcast crucially, and they're like, "Oh, yes. I see. What?" And they talk we about did, the office. We did such an amazing job. You guys won't yeah. realize it, but it was 98 degrees that day, and. And Jenna, oh my God, lady, you like you look so cold. Mm. Yeah, they just congratulate they talk- themselves on looking cold. What? So they they were in the office, and now they do a podcast about the office. Suze, this is a big thing. Loads of people do this now. The Scrubs, this JD and Turk crazy. from Scrubs did it. You know oh, what? They do a podcast about Scrubs. That's the most David Brent thing I've ever heard of. That's like when he <laughs> goes back to the office with that dog. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a big Office fan, UK Office fan? I love the original Office, which is why it makes me crazy when people go like, oh, you um, are just jealous of Ricky Gervais, so you're using that as an excuse to hate him. It's like, you don't understand how much I used to think this man was a kind of god. I thought he was mm. the best thing ever. And then I saw the invention of lying and went, huh, oh, maybe like people who are geniuses are not so good. And yeah. then... Uh, it sort of could t- snow. It sort of snowballed from there. Mm. Did you watch yeah. Afterlife? Yeah, I so- did see two entire seasons of Afterlife because yeah. I was like, I can't mug it off if I'm not even watching it. But I have now. Yeah, I <laughs> that, watched one and that season. that that did fine for me. A third season was not necessary. I don't need to mm. see that man look sad anymore. Yes, yeah, fair. <laughs> I did one season. That was that was grand. Oh, God, it was painful, wasn't it? Mm. When someone says they like it, I do judge them. <laughs> a lot of people love it. A lot of people love it. I do. People I like and, and respect. I think, I think there is just a thing about like, oh, but he's a comedian and he's acting bereaved. You know? And yeah, like... he sure is acting bereaved. <laughs> God, he's, I've never seen anyone do so much acting in all my life. Like, oh. She's still dead. <laughs> Hang on, let me just cut to some VHS footage of me pissing off my wife when she was alive. Well, I hate it. I, I haven't seen Afterlife, this is but the I would Afterlife absolutely episode. watch if if the two of you streamed Should Afterlife. Should we do a podcast on. about every episode of Afterlife, Suze? Maybe that's oh, what we need to do. This is going to be great. <laughs> we'll call it, right, we'll call it After Afterlife. Yeah. And people will tune in going, <laughs> oh God, I loved Afterlife. And it's just us going, oh, Oh, God, and what about when the dog comes in and he decides not to kill himself because of the dog? Yeah, that, That's that the... drug addict he killed. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. Do you know this, Will? In, within the show, no. he is directly responsible for a drug addict dying, and then he just sort of goes, mm, Oh, dear, mm, now I'm even sadder. But not because he feels guilty. No. No, just because his wife's still wow. dead and he wasn't nice to her. I oh. think we need to do an episode on... I think we need to have Suze back for an episode on Afterlife. Because <laughs> I'm clearly obsessed with it. We should do a Ricky Gervais episode, actually. I think I did say question one before, but I, I think I need to say it again for the edit, right? Question one. What has been on a dragon boat in Hong Kong, Concord, a plane to Helsinki, a radio signal, a camel, and the London Underground? Oh, is it... It's got to be... Is oh, it the no. torch? Yeah. Yeah! Why was it on Concord? Don't put it on Concord, you nutters. I don't know. 
<laughs> that thing's guaranteed to plummet as is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it went out in Concord. That's yeah. amazing. They have to keep it alight, uh, don't they? Yeah. It happened, it's happened a couple of times where the flame has gone out. <gasps> this is cool. In a 19, the 1976 Summer Olympics in Montreal, mm-hmm. Quebec, Canada, there was a rainstorm and it like doused the cauldron with the flame in it. I mean, and an official just... Why that, didn't surely? they huh? think of that? Yeah, do you not have a little <laughs> yeah. um, Olympic yeah. umbrella to put over it? Yeah, <laughs> put a lid on it, guys. Uh, so an official relit the flame using a cigarette lighter. Wow, that's anticlimactic. Then, well, it's slightly, slightly less climactic because organisers then, they then doused the flame and relit it using a backup of the original mm. flame because the person who'd lit it had lit it from a cigarette yeah. lighter, which is it's not like a sourdough flame. starter. You need to yeah, <laughs> get it back from the original, yeah. bit, you know. <laughs> Question number two. So I've got three events that have been in the Olympics. Two of them are real. Mm-hmm. One of them I have made up. Okay. So you're, tr- you're, you're trying to spot the fake. This is uh, cool. So, A... Solo synchronized swimming, right. where a single swimmer would perform a routine to a piece of music. Okay. Number B, poodle clipping, where competitors would have to clip as many poodles as possible in two hours. <gasps> C, hoovering. A year after the domestic release of the Hoover, people competed in teams uh, of two marked for efficiency, style, and poise. Oh, come on. I think it's solo synchronized swimming, um, just because the other two are so stupid, they must be real. Nice. Hugh, what do you think? Do you agree with your teammate? I Often what Hugh does, Suze, is he tries to deconstruct the psychology of the person who's made the question, which is a horrifying oh, thing wow. to happen. But After everything very good, you've been so... through. Yeah. yeah. See, the difficulty is Will doesn't normally make up the questions. This is, so Will okay. is... You're a rogue. I'm also quite stupid, so it's hard it's, to sort of follow the pattern of like, logic. Yeah. And I'm aware of what I'm about to compare myself to, and it might not be fair, but it's like right. when a master poker player comes up against one of those random idiots who turns out to win the World <laughs> Series just by doing things that aren't logical, you know? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. how I feel in most of our conversations. Mm. Okay, yeah, okay. That's totally um, so you think the swimming is, is the fake one, and he's trying to throw us off with the others. But the poo like, where are all these poodles coming from? Oh, you can get. I can get you a bunch of poodles, mate. No problem. Yeah. If we want to. Yeah, yeah. Dead yeah. or alive. That's not, that's not the hard bit. Okay. They. Oh, they. Either whatever you want. Do you want to know which Olympics they happened at? I would. I'd like to know all three. Yeah. So the synchronized, the solo synchronized scrimming, swimming, scrimming. I keep saying scrimming. That's putting stuff on a fence. I think, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 1984, the 1988, and the 1992 Olympics. What solo synchronized swimming was in recent Three Olympics? Times. That's yep. bizarre. Okay, cool. Um, and then poodle clipping was in Paris in 1900. Okay. And hoovering was in USA 1920. So if they, they did clip real. poodles, it would be Paris. In fairness, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. no, no. I'm I, one of those. I've I've made. Oh, up I see. One of those. So oh no, I do understand. Sorry, them, I'm yeah. continuing the light. Sorry. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. it's the swimming. Okay, yeah. Come there on, were, yeah, man. no synchronized swimming in, in Barcelona. No. What were they synchronizing with? Their their arms and legs. Ooh. I got one past you, you nerds. <gasps> Solo synchronized swimming. Si- uh, the the swimming is synchronized to the music oh, is the shit, argument son. of the event supporters. Right. And in 1984 it was run, won by Tracy Ruiz from Hawaii. She has 41 swimming medals in her career, three Olympic ones. All for synchronized swimming on her own. 
Yes. No, no. Sport. Some. I think I don't know what the other ones. Well, it are. Must I think be she's. That. She can't also be good at the fifty meters and stuff. Is it sort of like being in a sketch group and then becoming a stand-up? Is that <laughs> the same thing? It'd be like being a dressage rider. You wouldn't also be a jump jockey. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to be. Like, you wouldn't also be the horse. You know. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, be, you, can't, you can't be the rider <laughs> and the horse. Believe me. That's that is that. That's philosophy. I feel like that's going to be a. <laughs> A quote on your gravestone, Susan. Is that Descartes? No, that's Day Horse. You can't get Descartes before Day Horse. Oh, William Seabag Montefiore. I want this podcast stricken from the record. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so is it poodle clipping or hoovering, guys? Which one's real? I think poodle clipping's real. Poodles in Paris is real. Yeah. Poodles in Paris is real. Hoovering, completely made up. Because they'd have to be, it'd be like a brand... Mm. uh, a brand tie-in. Also, if the yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah so poodle clipping in 1900, uh, yeah. they had to clip as many poodles as possible in two hours. There were 128 competitors That's performing insane. in front of a crowd of 6,000 people, and uh, the winner was Avril Lafoule, uh, who got gold with a total of 17 clipped. <laughs> Did they have to do like a lion cut? Give them the thing where they where they look ridiculous. They got balls on their. Legs. I think they just. I don't really know. I think they just had to clip the poodles. Wish there's there's a crazy to. amount of things that were like there was dueling. Dueling was mm. in the sure. Olympics for a small while. So many deaths. Question number three. Are we ready? Yeah. So where is founder of the Olympic movement Pierre de Coubertin's heart? <laughs> so he was he was on the first Olympic committee. Uh, his name's so he's often referred to as the. Father of the Olympic Where's movement. his heart? Where's his heart? And is it somewhere cool? Like, I don't mean cold. I mean, like, <laughs> like me, you know. Is it your in my classroom, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I guess it's pretty cool. I mean, I think the fact his body and his heart are in different places, right. pretty cool. Well, Is it like in, is, is his heart in like some stadium in Athens that was built for the Olympics? Or is it on Mount Olympus? Ooh. Do you know what? I think together, I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you the point there. Because yeah. he died in 1937. He was buried in Lausanne, where he was brought up. But his heart, on his instruction, was interred in a memorial near the ruins of ancient Olympia. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't that mad? That's amazing. I'm going to put that in my will. Where would your heart be uh, buried, Suze? Um, where would it be interred? I, I'll, uh, I'll bury it at the riding school where I first had riding lessons, Triddles Farm in a small field in Surrey. When you were six on Sundance? Uh, I was actually four. (laughs) Sundance came later. I actually... Uh, Pretty good knowledge, I first rode when I was 18 months because my mum put me on a horse all the time when I was a little baby, so I was never afraid of them. Uh, It's also really dangerous. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, (laughs) So I think I'd, I'd bury it Triddles Farm. I think that would be... I think that would be like a nice thing to have in my will. And I, I would want loved ones to physically do it. <laughs> to have to cut your heart out. Yeah, cut it from my lifeless body. Mm. Dig a yeah. hole in the ground at Triddles Farm. Um, hold the heart aloft <laughs> like in uh, the Temple of Doom. And then throw yeah. it in the hole that you've dug. And everyone has what to go, What would you like ah! them to say as they throw it and they scream? Oh, yeah, do that. Yeah, Cover yeah, your heart, right. Suze. Would they scream that? And then they'd cover your heart. <laughs> and then I'd make them open the Ark of the Covenant. And I'd yeah. say, don't look, don't look. And they'd all so my... melt. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. They'd all look, though, because they 
because they're just like, no, I want to see. That's the that's yeah, the yeah you've got to check. Willie, you into the Ark of the Covenant? You love Christ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I big I was when I was seventeen. Now I don't really uh, care. I, think I, I look at it more know. of. That's true. Yeah, that's Yawnsville. Uh, uh, and um, what what is in the Ark of the Covenant? What's it meant to be again? I forgot. Uh, guys, why is it that I always have to educate people on religious matters here? <laughs> it's the tablets that Moses brought down from Mount Sinai, right? Oh, uh, so they've got the things where God's like, don't do that, don't do this. Cody. Yeah, exactly. But Old Testament God, you know, not nice New Testament sure. God. Do you think Jesus no. uh, was not that into those? He wasn't actually, was he? He wasn't. He, then he goes, wasn't. He, he then went, look, I've got, I've sorted this, lads. I've got it down to two. Yeah. Be a good guy, <laughs> share your weed, that kind of thing. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fam- yeah, famously not into tablets, Jesus. Yeah, like don't yeah. take drugs Preferred in my dad's house, guys. I'll have to clean everything up. Yeah, that sort of yeah. Thing. <laughs> I understand the Bible. <laughs> yeah, Hugh, this is what happens when English people meet Irish people. They just, <laughs> Irish people have to tell them about religion. Can you name the seven sacraments, Zeus? A oh, fucking hell, not again. Uh, I, I don't. I thought. Isn't the sacrament just when you go, oh, here's me body, oh, it's bread, but you have to pretend it's me body? That's one. Wine is that, oh, here's me blood. Same one. Just kidding, it's wine. So <laughs> that's, one. Well, it can't be any more. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Jesus, <laughs> Christ, Jesus Christ was a bit of a prank as an archer. Yeah. There, there um, can't yeah. be any more. <laughs> I don't know. They can't. Oh, they can't. There's, hang on, come on, man. There's body and blood. What else is there? No, I don't. There's seven sacraments. Do they yeah. do that just because it's nice and like it's the double S? That's a, I mean, obviously, I, I named mm. two because I've heard about them and, uh, and seen no, them. No, you, you named one. They together blood, are body one. Body and blood. No, they're, they're, they're one. Well, you've named blood twice there now, so you've tried to name, sneak in a third. Blood. You said blood, <laughs> body and blood. That was actually, that's, I was going to suggest that we three start a sketch group called Blood, Body and Blood, actually. Blood, Body and Blood. I'll be the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be, I'll be a body because TV, TV likes it if the woman's just kind of ornamental. <laughs> yeah, great. Her face great. is a bit weird. I, um, I right. Please, can you tell me what the other five are? Because now I'm desperate. Oh, there's six. <laughs> You've named there's one. Body and blood <laughs> is one. So when people, I love <laughs> when people take communion, they're just having one sacrament, even though. All right, come on. I didn't think Put I'd get more annoyed reason. than when you told me the second class girls were calling me cool, ironically. But now you've done it. You know? I don't know. Maybe maybe we should direct all our listeners back to our swimming episode, which bizarrely became an hour-long discussion about the sacraments. Not bizarrely. You bring it up every time we talk. Swimming episode. That's the first time it's Who's made. Whose fascination with swimming? Listen, we need to talk about the Olympics at some point. The Olympics. The, that's my sacrament. Suze, you chose the topic of the Olympics. Yeah. Why the Olympics? It's my, Why did you choose it's it? It's my favourite thing. Uh, when the Olympics Whoa. is on, I get so um, buzzed from it that it's like I'm on... I don't, and I've never done cocaine, but I imagine it's that's what it's like. Just for two weeks, the Olympics. I, I love it so much. I Whatever country it's in, I get on their time zone so that I never miss oh, a wow. moment of Olympics. So thank goodness it's in Paris next year because mm. last couple of years ago it was in Tokyo and um I ended up just like in in real trouble because I was awaked from because they started showing the sports from sort of 11 p.m midnight our time yeah so I'd be watching then and then I would just stay up for 16 hours 
Sometimes I have a little I mean, nap during the climbing and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't good. <laughs> Not whilst you were climbing, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking as probably the only other person in the comedy industry who hasn't done cocaine, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the perfect time to take it would have been those 16 hours when That's you needed true. to stay awake. That's true, stay awake so I didn't miss any time. And also day. ironic that everyone you're watching, you know, they're not, not cocaine, any... probably, but... They're not on anything. Do you think they're all on it's drugs? It's clean. It's clean, yeah. That and cycling, they're the two clean things we've got. <laughs> Do you think it's really dopey, Hugh? Really dopey. Oh, my God, is that... Is that... No, dopey's not a sacrament. He's a dwarf. Dope, dope. Dope. <laughs> so that is... That's why he was called dopey, yeah. Because he was an Olympian. He was just... He was actually an Olympic six, cyclist. Six medals, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why Grumpy was Grumpy, yeah? Yeah, oh, listen, that's yeah, some of those four. races. They were close, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Happy was his manager, so he was fine. You Did know? Lance Armstrong ever win an Olympic medal? It's a good question. It's I don't question. think he did. I don't think so. No, I don't think he did. Because it would only have been like the... I think it was in like his wheelhouse, the... bicycle wheelhouse. It would only have been like the... the, the, <laughs> the, the, big old, the big old road race, I guess, wouldn't it? And... Yeah, and they often don't do that. Like, um, do you remember when Mark Cavendish, mm. he, he did really poorly in the Olympic road race, having mm. been a massive winner, because he's, cause the country's all sort of, all, almost all sort of teamed up against him. Yeah. And it, when he was, it was in 2012, and when he was asked in the, um, in the interview afterwards, they were like, oh, disappointed. He was like, yeah, of course I'm disappointed. Um, but that, you know, that's road racing for you. That can happen. And the, the interviewer went to him, do you think you just, do you think maybe you're a bit tired after the Tour de France? And he, he went, no, I'm not. Do you know anything about cycling? What a stupid question. And I, <coughs> I don't know hardly anything about cycling. Mm. But I agreed with him. I was like, that was a stupid, a stupid question. question. He's an athlete. Of course he's not knackered from a competition from a few weeks I ago. I do like that whenever he's referred to in the media, they always call him the Manx Rider, which is a very <laughs> cool nickname. The Manx. He, the he's Manx. from the Isle of Man, so he's yeah. Manx. You know? He's Manx. He's Manx. Yeah, the Isle of Man. The, Have you ever the... seen Manx Cat? Ah. No. Cat without a tail from the Isle of Man. Yeah. Manx, Manx Rider, though. Yeah, that's cooler. Hugh, what are your thoughts on the Olympics? You like them? Yeah, I feel like I'm 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 broadly in favour, and it's probably the sort of thing when it comes along, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Stance. I was like, the Olympics start in a couple of weeks. This is going to be great. I'm going to watch so much of it, and then invariably, I see very little of it. You know, and oh, I'm like, no. you know, and that's the problem, you know, because I'm like, I turn it on. I usually what usually happens is I'll get very into one event. Like I'll suddenly know sure. everything about diving. You know, mm. or and I do. I get into stuff as well, but. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've definitely never done like the full intense, you know, Sue's approach where yeah. like you just commit yourself to every single thing, you know, mm. you Sue's, you lose. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Sometimes I get so excited, to, like watching an event and I'm like, you know, when a little kid's had too much sugar, I'm like, oh, and I have to just start doing exercise to calm yeah. myself down. Like, oh. what, what exercise do you do like if they're doing the decathlon well, oh well in? no it, I remember it really well it was in 2012 uh, Mo Farah was uh, running I think the they do the 10,000 first before they do the 5,000 it was the 10,000 metres and it was really close at the end and uh, for basically the final two laps I was so excited I just, just do loads of sit ups so for that so I was doing like minutes of sit-ups and going, ah, 
ah, at the TV. But that's the worst exercise to do in terms of watching yeah. a sport because you'd only see like half of. It's all right. I've got. You'd a like big look telly. look back up and mo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize. Didn't realize how big it's like, like a I, rainbow. I, I, it yeah. doesn't actually stop at the horizon. It continues <laughs> on below. Sue's lives in an IMAX. I do. Yeah, I yeah. Do. yeah, I should have pointed yeah. out. I live on that one in the middle of the roundabout, Waterloo. You see, the other thing I suppose is you do try because in Ireland, you know, we tend to feature quite low on the medal table each time. Being a small country, <laughs> but not we, in not in '96. <laughs> well, three of those were with Shell Smith. Uh, yeah, indeed, and they were never taken away from her. I'd no, like to, to make swimmer. that very clear. Um, and the fact that her Wait, what's husband this? What's does this what he does, and there was everyone in Ireland got very excited, okay, because Michelle Smith won three gold medals, swimmer, and do you know, Will, it was amazing because people didn't expect her to win the medals, but she won, so she was obviously yeah, amazing. There was sort of there was sort of no previous form that suggested. She would win those yeah. three gold medals. And she was yeah. married to Uh-oh. a guy who'd previously been dopey? banned for doping. Yeah. Was he a discus thrower? Was he? I'm not sure. Eric De Bruyne. Javelin or something. Yeah, but anyway, so there was a bit of an investigation. And I think ultimately was she was found guilty of having tampered with a urine sample. But, like, we've all done that, you know? Yeah, uh, hello. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not a urine so the medals were, never, the medals were never taken back, but I suppose they, they cast a, a shadow over over the whole thing where do you think ireland sit in the all-time medals from all olympics according to the ioc the well International i mean she olympic did medal Committee. with the doping scandal so that should count as one i should say <laughs> with the doping yeah, yeah. 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 surely the top ireland 100 because actually there's so many nations that have never won a gold medal. yeah how many golds do we have yeah oh hang on hang on let me see let me see so if we're keeping those oh, there's three that, there's the the um rowers there was a yeah, the lads. Pair of rows um, that we had we and we get boxing as well. The lads. Basically, you know, <laughs> it's fun. always it's always fighting and riding. They're the two that that we tend to do quite well in. <laughs> yeah, it, has there ever been an Irish show jumper win won a gold? Show jumping. That'd yes. Be surprising yeah, if well, there unfortunately were. now we we did we did have another medal. I think it was a silver medal got taken off us for that. Actually, oh, for show jumping. For show jumping. Yeah, what, yeah. The horse yeah. was doping. Uh, yeah, Kian <laughs> O'Connor on on Waterford <laughs> Crystal. <gasps> yeah. Kian O'Connor. I didn't know he'd won an Olympic medal, but no relation. Was. Why and why was it taken away? Uh, yeah, Waterford Crystal had been doing a load of meth before the oh event, that so. bloody horse. Yeah, they told him to stay <laughs> off that shit. Yeah. But I think that was silver. That was silver. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we've got a lot of silvers. I think Sonia got a silver. Sonia Sullivan got a silver in, oh, in the she running. Was great. She was yeah. great. You know, uh, there was a silver back in 1954. There was a Michael Carruth won a boxing medal. Oh something. yeah, there must be a few boxing medals. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We got well, we've got quite a few boxing medals. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Recently, we have as well. Yeah. And sailing, maybe a couple Dude. of sailing. Annalise oh. Murphy got a sailing medal. Oh, listen, you see, because right. there aren't that many of them, we all know them all. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so how how many do we think Ireland? So how many gold? How many silver? How many bronze? Thirty-five medals is the total. I would say six gold, twenty. 22 silver and then whatever's left seven or eight bronze How yeah. bronze? it's 11 gold 10 silver 14 bronze. 11 gold that's, that's not bad that's pretty good it's pretty good yeah three of them nearly nearly not a sure. third three, three of them from a brave and valiant swimmer who yeah. did nothing wrong now a lawyer <laughs> yes yeah that's bold isn't I it I mean hi guys I'm a lawyer <laughs> now 
<laughs> Which country has the most medals? Oh, all and time. How many? US. Must be. Um, I'm going to go... On. I mean, Russia and USSR, all the, all the different Russia incarnations. Yeah, so the USA have 2,959 <gasps> And Russia, the Soviet Union and Russia have been separated in this list that I have. Okay. Uh, but if you plonk them together, they'd be just behind them on okay. like 1,800. And then China have been doing very well recently. They must be catching up a lot. Mm. Well, probably not catching They're up fifth. a lot. But... They're just behind Britain. Britain and it's the it, Aussies. It says here to say, Aussies, then Britain. It says it? here to say Great Britain, but I can't bring in, myself um, to the Great Britain. Yeah. In 2016, I believe... Did, do you know what? I did no prep for this podcast because I was like, oh, I probably know about the Olympics enough. This is just a fact. You do, I know. Absolutely. I'm pretty you sure yeah. in 2016, Team GB came second on the medal table ahead of China. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Well, they did very well in London as well, didn't they? Yes. Third, they were third in London. Mm. Third, fourth in Beijing. <laughs> oh. God, like, neither of you needed to do any prep. (laughs) Well, I was thinking, like, oh, God, because what if I've gone, like, yeah, I love the Olympics the most, and then all I do is come on and go, love the Olympics. I'm like, in 2016, great The thing thing is, as well, though, Ireland, Ireland, like I say, there's so many of them. When I say we know them all, like, we probably all actually know them. Like, like, literally know them. Like, my dentist's brother was in the Olympics, you know? So, like, there's all... (gasps) Is that true? Yeah, yeah, he was a sailor. What did he do? Sailing. Sailor at the Olympics. Didn't win a medal, I don't wow. think. The Irish are good at sailing, just, though, yeah. I am so amazed by Olympians. Like, because it's it's something I would have loved to have been. Like, I I loved the Olympics from a little kid because mm. my mum loves the Olympics. And like, I would have absolutely loved to have just been an elite athlete and there was nothing I was in oh, no. any way good enough at. Like, I tried to become an Olympic gymnast. It was my, at one point, that was my one goal. All I wanted to be was an Olympic gymnast. And I tell people, and I say, and I did it till I was 16. I tell people that, and people always assume I was pretty fucking good, like maybe top 10 in the country. I was literally dog shit at it. I just never gave up. I was like a rubbish <laughs> gymnast. I'm not built for it. Um, I was just bad at it but i was absolutely determined to be an olympic gymnast and it didn't matter how many people went that's not going to happen i went mm. just you wait though and like of course it wasn't but it is like because it's such a like and maybe i don't know i i wonder i don't know like the like the the gap like so one of my friends yeah. was telling me recently he he bet one of his friends that he could he could run a faster 100 meters than mm. Mo Farah's final 100 metres in the 10,000 metres. So okay. after Mo Farah has That's run 9.9 kilometres. Yeah. I mean, Mo Farah still ran that 100 metres in like 12 and a half seconds or something it's like amazing. that. Like, it's absolutely insane, amazing. you know? Mm. It's absolutely yeah. bananas. Oh, like, yeah. like proper athletes, oh, I don't know, it's, it's mad, you know? Well, I remember seeing... Um... There was like a charity one set tennis match and it was uh, Tim Henman, who'd been retired three or four years against Jonathan Ross, who's known to be like the greatest celebrity tennis player. And the handicap they gave Henman, because obviously he was going to be better than Jonathan Ross, was like Jonathan Ross could use the tram lines. Um, I I think it was just that they were like, they started off with like Jonathan Ross can use the tram lines. He couldn't get a shot past Henman. Mm. And so eventually by the end of the match, 
Tim Henman was had to have his racket upside down and just use the handle, and John Verrall still couldn't get a shot past him. And that and it's Tim Henman who everyone goes, "Hey, shit!" Won a silver yeah. medal at Atlanta '96. Tim Henman <laughs> was a brilliant tennis player. He was a top five in the world player. Yeah. And it, there is just this huge gulf between the best footballer at your school and yeah. like. Uh, these great premiership footballers who are 15 and about to enter. Totally. Big my yeah, friend, yeah. my yeah. friend Dennis, hi Dennis, was telling me about when he was living in Brussels and he used to play five side football and they played a match against like a, a GAA team. So not necessarily mm-hmm. all Irish people, but obviously all playing Gaelic football. And they were, mm. they were a good team and they played right. them one week and Dennis's team lost to them. I don't know what, but like nine nil or something like that. They got right. hammered. But Dennis knew this guy he was about 23 or 24 and he had been he had played football and he had been in the Serie B the second Italian division uh, for when he was 18 for I think one mm. year and right. Dennis was like do you want to come along and play five aside and I think he scored 35 goals and they won 35 nil or something like that and he was like <laughs> right. he was a tiny little guy didn't look like anything yeah. special but literally any time he got the ball like that was just the end of it you know yeah gotcha like, yeah oh, it's unbelievable yeah you know I like, I just am so impressed with elite athletes I've read, my my sister-in-law is really good friends with a girl who was who played badminton at the Olympics she was a Olympic badminton player and um and her name's Jilly Cooper <laughs> <laughs> which I really, which I really enjoy, um, and I was like kind of awestruck meeting her because she's like she's been to the Olympics, and um, my brother went, oh she didn't win a medal or anything. I was like unimportant. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> that yeah. is totally. It's just the most there. amazing. But again, thing and to it's me the thing that like so like I'm quite good at golf, right? Right. Suze, have you ever played golf? Do you play golf at Never. all? No. Right. Never. So if you started playing golf now, like. Mm-hmm you would get to my level, which is quite good for an amateur, <laughs> faster, far faster than I could yeah. ever even get near like an average professional sure. golfer on tour. Sure, you know? sure. Like it's just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we keep agreeing with each other and giving different examples. Just different examples. But... No, but I think people often don't understand that. And that's why you have things like these, The you know, they did a survey of men and um, about 30% of them thought they could score a point against Serena Williams. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think people quite understand the level that someone who can go yeah. to the Olympics is working yeah. at. It's like the best of the best of the best, even if they come last in their class. Like, Will, if there was an Olympic event, what Olympic event would you like to take part in? I suppose, what, do you, what would you like to take part in and what do you think would be the most realistic, while not realistic at all, chance? The most realistic chance? Um, I think it'd probably be... Oh, God, that's a difficult question because all of it I'd be bad mm. at. I presume that there will be more esports and and gaming coming into the Olympics at some point. Yes. That would be So weird. playing Halo then, playing Halo Combat Evolved <laughs> or Halo 2, I think I'd be pretty good at. That's nice. <laughs> what about you? What what would your events be or if there isn't an event that already exists, what would you add into the Olympics to be like oh, that's that's Hughes and what Sue's. Am I... Welcome back to Hughes and Sue's. <laughs> Yeah, we, we could be a, a team where people just have to give different examples of things that they yeah. both agree on. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll, uh, writing parody versions of We Didn't Start the Fire, I'm very good at that. You are good at that. Um, yeah. I, reusing tinfoil sandwiches. You're really good at that. Yeah. That's a good skill. Mm. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know we could. Yeah, we could you got to be careful this. not yeah. to like rip it up. No, because it's easier said than done. You got to make sure your sheet of tinfoil is still fine. Just fold it up then and then reuse it. Um, I don't know. God, I don't know that I have many strengths. <laughs> yeah, sad that podcasting. See, I think even... the, the difficulty is you could pick the sport you're best at, but as we've just discussed, you can be in your own mind quite good at this sport and yet have absolutely no chance of of getting anywhere yeah. near you yeah. might as well be a non non-competitor yeah might as well yeah. start something different <laughs> yeah so what would you chuck into the olympics mm. that you think you could uh, do you know excel what? at honestly the if i could choose anything to compete in the olympics at the thing i think i would be best at is dressage however i'd still be the very worst rider in the competition by a long long way even if they gave me a horse that was good enough to do it um but have you so, done a, have you like, done a lot of a lot of dressage and also other horse related events yeah, over the years? Yeah, my mom is a dressage rider. Oh no way! So uh, and she's a professional, and she, and and when I tell people that, they're like, "Yeah, she's literally a professional dressage rider. She's paid to ride other people's horses and compete." People very often ask, "So she ridden at the Olympics?" And when I laugh and go, "No," they're always surprised. But that goes back to what I'm saying. Like, no, there's a team of three. What you think it's you think that most dressage riders end up on the Olympic team at some mm. point. That's kind of... Um, anyway, uh, so yes, I have done quite a lot of that <laughs> before I started ranting mm. and raving. Um, but if I could put anything in the Olympics, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bee Machine. So is that... Go on. Is that a Sonic mini-game? Yeah, it's like... A, it's it's actually a, um, a reskin of uh, the puzzle game Puyo Puyo, but it's the video game that I'm best at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorting underpants and socks. <laughs> I'm good at that. I've got a system. I use my legs. Um, you use your legs? I'm good at pun- yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is, if I'm sitting down, I'll, I'll take a sock out. I'm not rummaging around for pairs. Are, are you talking about just sorting time. the underpants and socks that you're currently wearing? Yeah, just making sure they're still all where they should be, you know? <laughs> blood, body, blood. Um, but then, so you see people and they find a sock and then they're digging around. You cannot do that. You take out a sock, right. and if the pair isn't instantly there, you lay that sock on your leg. So it's there for when I you see, need it. Take out the next sock. For. And yeah, absolutely. And then your 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 speed is massively increased. Efficiency massively. I also fold them properly. I don't bowl them. I fold them nicely. Give a nice yeah. sort of infold of about, I don't know, probably four inches. And then the, the, the end draping out. Again, good. strange sentence. It's a horrible And sentence, then just also yeah. the piling of them. It's also when you're stacking them, it's really important. Like if you're putting them on top of like underwear, well, maybe you've got four socks and then you're going, you can probably do another four, but depending on the thickness of the socks, you might be going up four, three, you know, you might have a pyramid right. shape. So, oh no, I've thought about it a lot and I actually think I'd be very good at that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've given it a lot of thought. Mr. Cool. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't, I think this might be rude, but I think you'd be a better commentator on that sport. Do you know what? Actually, oh. I'd love to be a sports... I always wanted to be a sports commentator. Like, genuine. And I, I looked into it a bit. That's. I think that's cool, being mm, a sports commentator. I'd love to do it. I feel like you'd both be quite good at well, that, Suze. Because, Suze, didn't you... Sorry. Yeah, no, no, go for it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you got shut down by the IOC for basically commentating on... Yeah. Dressage. The Olympics is my favourite thing, yet it's the only thing that successfully cancelled me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, in t- Tokyo 2021, I 
commentated on the Olympic dressage on Twitch. So I had it on the screen and then I was green screened in the corner and I was commentating on it and I'd been going an hour. The viewership just kept going up. People in the chat were going nuts for this. They were like, I finally understand what I'm looking at. I've never understood dressage. And I felt like a fucking prince. And then suddenly my stream just went down. I went, oh no, the internet's bloody failed. Tried to get back online. And when I reopened Twitch, it said, you have received a copyright strike from the IOC. Let me see if I can find it, actually. I kept it. Oh, yeah. Um, I got one from Australian Cricket one time. From Cricket Australia. Yeah. Just for putting oh, some photo God. up on Instagram or something like that. Oh. I, I, took a, I took a photo of something that happened on TV, made a funny comment about it, and then it was removed because Cricket Australia had asserted their rights to the content. Oh. Whoa. It's just, just I can't like, believe you have things. this in common. Yeah. Here we go. Right. Dear Suze, we've received a notification of claimed infringement with respect to your accounts. Here are the details. And it's got the claim ID, allegedly infringing content. And then it's got the title of my stream, which is Hooray! Live commentary of the Olympic dressage. 25th (laughs) July 2021. Copyrighted work. IOC. Copyrighted claimant. Jonathan Friend. Not much of a friend. Not much of a bloody friend, IMO. IOC, IMO. Yeah. Yeah, that broke my heart. I then got banned from streaming for three days because I commentated on the Olympics. Some people get banned for, like, vaping on stream or showing their tits. Me? Me going, oh, no, oh, that's a stunning line of one-time changes. As you can see, it was dead straight. Did you see that, everyone? It's dead straight. Yeah, upsetting. Is dressage your favourite event at the Olympics? It is. Partly because... I love dressage anyway, um, and yeah. partly because I'm a show-off, and when it's on at the Olympics, then everyone's watching it, and they ask me questions mm. about it, and I get to be the centre of bloody oh, attention. But do you, know what's, do you know what's great? Because I, and because when you've watched the sport so much, the other thing is you, obviously you commentated on it yourself, but yes, you, also, yes. you also know how the commentary works. So, like, yeah. you understand the format of the commentary, and even, like, mm-hmm. I was watching American football with someone the other day, and the coach threw a challenge flag. And I was like, what's he doing? Like, he can't... And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, you can't use a challenge inside the final two minutes. So, like, what's the point here? And then, like, right. six seconds later, the commentator is like, well, I don't know what Coach Harbaugh is doing, because you're not able to use a challenge inside the last two minutes of the game. And I was like, well, <gasps> I mean, see? Come on, you know? It makes you feel like... Pretty... It's like when you watch University Challenge and you get one right. Oh, and then you yeah. look at everyone else in the room yeah. and go... <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, I guess I should course, do that. In reality, it's all tricks. If it's a maths one, it's always zero or one. If it's a music <laughs> one, the last one is always Mozart. You know, you just got to follow those yeah, little true. rules. The last yeah. one's always or, the obvious one. Or like just record it and then put it on. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, go, oh, like look, that. everyone, University Challenge is on, but you've already memorised all the Again, answers. Anyway, I've never I'm not that. sure as Mr. Cool I can <laughs> do that. Put on University <laughs> Challenge. I'd love a University Challenge party. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Do you watch only Connect? Your comedian. No, you must. is it is no? I don't actually. Is it good? Oh, it's I like pointless. Great. I haven't watched only Connect. So only Connect. So pointless is great, but pointless. Yeah, yeah. Pointless. You're getting lots of of answers. Only Connect. Every time you get a right answer, you feel like you've won an Olympic medal. Like they're so hard. <laughs> that, I see. But it's great, see, and it's Victoria Karen who hosts it, and I think she's great. So. Right. Well, when mm. when um when a quiz show is on and because I live with my mum whose mm. things are going so well when she gets one right she acts like there's some kind of competition going on in the room and she'll turn to me and go thank you like that like I suggested she wouldn't get it right 
And um, so when <laughs> quiz shows are on, it's often quite hard to watch them if she's there. Because yeah. her, her job involves competition. I think it makes her competitive mm. about everything. But you're presumably competitive. She's always well, doing dressage. Um, I never really, well, I've never been a professional sports player. Mm. So when I was, when I did do dressage competitions as a teenager, um, I always was just competing against myself to be, to be the best I could be. But Suze, <laughs> that's true competition, you know? I get fed Absolutely. up with all these people who think that being competitive is about beating other people. It's not. It's not. It's, it's about, about being it's the about, best you yeah, can be. Yeah, it's about being the best you can be. And people, you, you say win, that and people are like, ooh, Oh, oh yeah, isn't yeah. the best, the best. Yes, and it's, it's, but it's, and it's like being a good loser. It's not that you enjoy losing. You're just hiding your true feelings, pushing them down. Also, I am thinking about it now. And I, I go to a really uncool gym, which is basically just full of mums. It's very cheap and it's seven minute walk from my house. And I go to a lot of the classes and I go to dance fit, which it's not Zumba, but it's like it is dance based. Mm. And I go right at the front. And yeah. I'm very aware that I'm the best and I yeah. like it. Yeah, of course. Oh, listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of the kids in school, one of the kids in third class, so she's eight or nine, I met her parents. I don't teach her class, but she's in chess. I met her parents coming out of their parent-teacher meeting and they said, oh, well, apparently she said that her goal this year is to beat Mr. O'Connor in chess. And I was like, yeah, wow. she can try. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not giving it away, you know? <laughs> what is she? Queen's Gambit? Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. And then they were like, can you not talk like that in front of our child? Take some little green pills. Yeah, this is incredibly problematic. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. I've got quite a serious Olympics question, right? Okay. How do you feel right. about the whole professional amateur situation in the Olympics? The Olympics was meant to be an amateur yes. event originally. And it's a funny one because oh, just like people like me it's obviously not really now obviously in lots of sports the the you know what was meant like it used to be the case that i know i know more about golf than other sports but like a hundred years ago professionals were really looked down on because they were people who had oh, to really? work to, they had to play the game for work they couldn't play it for enjoyment so like right. they weren't allowed into the clubhouse anything like that and the amateurs were the people who were like the, the fancy amazing. golfers yeah and then it shifted even though they weren't as talented yeah totally and it shifted mm. it wow. kind of shifted when tv came along and suddenly everyone right. was watching them and then so the money went way up i see but the olympics it's now like i the, the events i had this question there is a question coming i swear the events yeah, I you have, started this question about a day events, ago. I, I guess I don't have as much of a problem with like your your sprinters and your your track and field professional athletes because I feel like the Olympics is very much the the peak of all those events. Yeah, Whereas yeah. my problem is like in tennis, in golf, things like that, where it's like they're playing for millions of dollars every week, year on year on year, and then the Olympics come round and it's like oh. Great, you know, Djokovic is going to win an Olympic medal. You know, I just feel right. I don't know. So, what do you feel? Has he though? I don't. Think no, do you know what? I know he he d he didn't get one last time. It was great. No, he didn't. And it, yeah, I like that. Yeah, wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Take but yeah, Djokovic. do you think Idiot. it should be a? Do you think it's lost anything by becoming more professionalized? I I don't. What I find weird though is like, for example, the boxing. You still have to be an amateur. To I think it. that's changing though. Is it? Oh, is it? Okay. Um, I might check that up because no, you're right. Because Lennox Lewis delayed turning pro so right, that he could so fight he could in, I think, Olympics. Seoul in right. 1988. And I thought that was quite That's cool. It. Like that was clearly, yeah. it was a big enough deal to him that he was like, I could go and start making loads of money, but I want an Olympic medal first. Who was the lad who <laughs> competed in, I want to say, oh 
God, I want to say 2004, and he got the silver, and he was he was something like 17. A British American uh, was it? Amikan, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and oh, he, wow. I just remember interviews with him as he, you know, it was a real fairy tale thing where he's mm. like, oh my God, he's come from nowhere. He was not expected to, but it was like, it's obviously a little bit that was of expectation among people who knew what they were looking at because yeah. he got to the Olympics in the first place. But anyway, for, for all of us watching, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And now he's in a final and he's against this um, Cuban guy who is one of the greatest of all time and he got the silver. But I remember the interviews with him where they went, "What are you gonna What are you gonna do to maximise your chances?" Um, and he just he kept saying the word tactics, and it was really cute. He kept saying, "We're watching lots of videos for me tactics." <laughs> anyway, he turned professional as soon as that Olympics was done, and I remember being like, "Oh, I'm really disappointed." Like he was a sellout. It's like he probably would quite wanted to earn some money. Yeah. <laughs> That was just me going. Well, oh, that's a shame. He should have been pure and stayed. I think he amateur. was. Like, he was the big. He was the big hope. And then I think didn't he get knocked mm. out in twelve seconds or something like that by Floyd oh, really? Mayweather or someone like that? I think. Yeah. Right. Mm. So he never actually. So hit he those should have stayed amateur. You know. Yeah, should have right. stayed amateur. Won Olympic medal. <laughs> I just googled. Can you be a professional bonk- boxer in the bunker? Can you be bonker. a professional? <laughs> that that's what I'll choose as my sport. Boxer in the Olympics. <laughs> Although professionals are allowed to compete at the Olympics, the competition remains an amateur format, meaning contests will be three by three minute rounds. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm. So it has changed. Yeah, so they can, yeah, but I think that's quite recent. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right. Do you feel like the Olympics would be improved if, like, with every... Every single event they had, like, there's a boxing match happening, but next to it, there was a ring of just two people who've never boxed before. I've seen this come up before. Like, before every event, they should publicly show two people who just do it as a hobby doing it. (laughs) So, like, two amateur 100-meter runners. (laughs) Yeah, because it would be amazing how, like... Did Usain Bolt do it in, like, nine seconds? 9.58 seconds or something? Like, that... I, I can't comprehend that speed and being able to see him run next to me would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. My mum saw him in 2012 at the, no like way. she had tickets. She got to see wow. loads of stuff because she's got loads of rich horse friends. Nice. We're, and we're, do the horses themselves, they... <laughs> they go along. They yeah, love you the same Yeah, part. rich horse <laughs> But she, yeah, she yeah, went yeah. to that, she saw all the dressage. Um, but I didn't get to see anything in London. But this year I got tickets for Paris. 
No way. So I'm going to see yeah, the, the individual dressage final. Oh, amazing. Dressage. At Versailles? Yeah, yeah. It's at the Palace of Versailles. It's going to be amazing. That's going to be very cool. T- 10 a.m. on the 4th of August. Yeah. I'm going to miss a weekend at Edinburgh. To go- <laughs> Are you still doing Edinburgh? Yeah, I've been told that. But you're going off amazing. Apparently, you can't stop doing Edinburgh until you've had a really shit one. (laughs) So they were like, "We can't. You can't. You got. You got to go back now that momentum's building." I'm like, "What?" So I just have to keep going back to the Edinburgh Fringe (laughs) until I have a terrible run that sells poorly. And then you can stop. I mean, it will happen, but (laughs) then I can stop doing it. It's like the the opposite of being a an amateur at the Olympics. Right. Um, I think we need to sort of start moving to final no. judgment. Okay. Stop, we're talking about the Olympics, Will. It's great. Will, Will watched oh, yeah. some dressage earlier in preparation did you? for this. I did. Was this yeah. the first time yeah. you'd seen I, it? And I, I, yeah, the first time I've properly watched yeah. it. And I, I can't believe the horses don't know that they're dancing. <laughs> like... Like what are the? It's it's unreal, and 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 you forget that it's a living creature. Yeah, we and a very opinionated one at that. They're very difficult. Yeah, They've got very yeah. Difficult personalities, horses. <laughs> I can't understand. Like, how does one start training a horse to? Because also, the, the rider doesn't look like they're doing anything. Yeah, the best riders look like they're just sitting there. Uh, you know, yeah, Charlotte Dujardin. Yes, who. Possibly the greatest rider in the world. Um, so in the same way as, you know, when you're watching a, a really good performance in a film, you don't see the acting. Mm. So you don't see the work. You just buy it. Sort of like Ricky Gervais's Afterlife. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. When you watch Afterlife, you really believe he's grieving a woman who he tormented for years, um, who very yeah, possibly yeah. has faked her own death to get away from him. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so the be- like with with dressage, the best riders you don't see the work, and with the best horses you also don't see the work, even though both are working extremely hard. Hence, the horses tend to sweat a lot. <laughs> oh. Wow! Yeah, steam coming up. <laughs> That's <and stuff>. right. <laughs> but yeah, the tra- the training start. They well, you 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 start riding them at three, and you learn pretty quickly whether In they the have afternoon. an aptitude for dressage because. Yes, yeah. Cut, hop on three p.m. All done by twenty past. <laughs> if they if they show natural aptitude for it, you will see that pretty fast. And mm. then it takes till they're sort of minimum nine to get to Grand Prix level, which is the Olympic level. And then they peak usually between eleven and fourteen, fourteen fifteen. And then. So long as they're injury free, they can keep competing till they're 17, 18. There'd be, there was an 18 year old horse that was at the Olympics in, no, 19 year old that had won two golds previously at the Olympics. Wow. Um, in but then 2012. he got big into Christ. You got to think of the price. You got, no, you got big into Christ. Oh, I see. Got really excited, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said you got a finger really of the price. Jesus. I was like, oh yeah, I guess, yeah, it would go down by the time <laughs> he's nineteen. Cause he's got... <laughs> but mo- most. What a uh... weird statement that would have been. Got a finger of price. Got a finger yeah. of price. I was like, maybe that's a maybe that's a Christian thing. I wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, is it time to move to final judgments? Okay. I, I usually the producer would say that confidently, but I did that before and I was rebuffed because we're just having a nice time. Is nice, but oh, yeah. oh, me, me gin and slimline tonics calling to me, so I'm not going to drink it. Oh, okay, it's okay. <laughs> Listen, we've had a lo- we'd a, we've had a lovely we've chat, had a great but chat. at the end of each episode of Legitimate Likes, we decide whether or not the thing we're talking about is or is not a legitimate like. So, 
You both get a vote. Hugh, I'm going to say you go first, and Suze can get the decider. Are the Olympics a legitimate like? Of course, Will, you've, you've shown a real lack of understanding of sport there, because there are two of us, so it might not be a decider. <laughs> I mean, depending on which way it goes. Everyone gets the decider. All votes are deciders. Okay. Okay. You decide, Suze decides, everything will be decided. Let's start clipping poodles. Okay, <laughs> I think this is actually a difficult question, right? Right. Because on the one hand, there's so many drugs, there's so much corruption... Yeah. Good old Pat Hickey, the former chairman of the IOC and <laughs> proud Irishman, yeah. you know. There's so much nonsense going on there. Yeah. And I also, like I say, have this problem with these, particularly the individual professionals in your, your tennises and your golfs. Mm. And, and it seems like the new sports they're trying to add. Do you know, I think BMX was up for it recently and got rejected. And I was like, BMX would be such a cool Olympic BMX sport. BMX is in it. Oh, it is in it, is B- it? It is in it, yeah, BMX. Okay. Don't, oh, don't you worry, oh, you can okay. see the BMX Oh, that's okay, that's okay. But I was, there was something else then maybe that, that was that was cool as well that didn't get on. Oh, as Mr. Okay. Cool, I'm always on a BMX. Was it chess. skateboarding? Sorry? Chess, it was skateboarding. chess, yeah, yeah. Have you heard, by the way, when you were talking about the, the people who aren't good at the sport doing it, are you aware of chess boxing? What? Chess boxing is becoming is a good. massive thing now, right? Hang on, what is it? You punch someone, then you run over and move a pawn. Okay, I don't need to describe it because that's what it is. <laughs> you do, yeah. I don't know, is it three minute boxing rounds and then three minutes of chess and then you go back and you keep alternating between the two until you win one or the other, basically, until you get a checkmate or a <laughs> knockout. So you have this guys... This is insane. You have guys who are like, you know, 2200 rated chess players which is very good right. and you have them maybe trying to train up a bit to get someone who's like not very good at chess but is a pretty good boxer and, and it's oh it's massive it's massive look it up it's becoming a big deal chess boxing it's like the most and least testosterone that you'd ever need <laughs> listen right world <laughs> chess championship last year apparently yeah. the players burned like 6,000 calories per game during the game just by thinking. Just from thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I wonder how many calories I burn playing Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> forget the slimline tonics. Just start playing yeah, World Championship level go- chess. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm okay, I will. Don't say Jesus Christ in front of Will. <laughs> no. Very so, triggering. I've forgotten where I was. But do you know what? Yeah, I just think there's all those problems with the Olympics. And yet, at the end of the day, I come back to those events where it's just like, but I want to see people who can run the fastest and throw things the yeah. furthest and jump the highest. And it's really yeah. cool. So I do like all the athletics events. And yeah, once again, I'm going to really look forward to the Olympics and probably miss most of it. But I'm going to say uh, on balance. Will you check out the dressage? I will check out the dressage. I'm going to go and look up Charlotte Lejardin. Is that her name? Dujardin, yeah. Okay, look her up and see how she I'll does send it. You, I'll send you a video. I'll do, perfect. Send me the good ones. Yeah, it's a and, good video. Um, although it'll probably be removed from my WhatsApp because there'll be a copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, um, old, what's his name? Jacob Friend. Jacob what's Friend. Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Friend and Pipe Up. Isn't going, that... Uh, excuse me. It does sound like someone would come up to me like, all right, mate. It's like, what's your name? It's like, you don't need to worry. You can just call me Jonathan Friend. Just call me Jonathan. You've been thinking about the Olympics. I suggest you stop, sunshine. (laughs) It's the opposite of nominative determinism. Determinism. I'm John right now. I'm Jonathan Friend, but I could very quickly become Timothy Enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do you think Timothy's the opposite of Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. 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 You ever see Jonathan Ross and Timothy Oliphant in the same room? 
<laughs> both of you, mate. I liked both of you. That's great. Um, but I'm going to say on balance, which is something they have to do in the Olympics as well, on that big beam. Same. Oh, yeah. God, there was a young lad. There was, I think, a 17-year-old oh my God. Irish we gymnast so in the last Olympics, wasn't he? And he yes! was Yeah, and do you remember? And everyone was yeah. so excited and he got to the yeah. final. God bless him, he had a dreadful time in the final. He really didn't he do did, well at all. He did, and it, and it was it was a real thing where the temp you see then, oh, the temperament of the athlete yeah. is so Yeah, and it just got he to him. obviously just it went, got oh, to God, him, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but he, he, I think he did then. He managed to get himself together and he finished his routine. And I was like, well, good on you. Good on you. Yes, do you know the yeah. gymnastics is great as well? Yeah, I'm going to say so good. legitimate like. Yay! Okay, it's one vote for... What way is Sue's going to go? Sue's Kempner. Yeah. You have the deciding vote. This is, undeniably, a decider. Is the Olympics a legitimate like? No. Why? Why not? Well, look, obviously, I think it is. But the reason that it must be is because the only FBPE-centrist thing about me is is I can still think about the 2012 opening ceremony and um, conjure up a few tears like, and that's that's extremely embarrassing. Yet I'm willing to share it with you. Like, I just love it so much, and I'm aware of what it's mired in. But I think the purity of seeing someone like Simone Biles come out and win a gold medal and be the greatest of all time, it kind of, for me, overrides the, the all the toxic shit that goes mm. with it. And I have I have to say that it is a legitimate like. There we go. Okay. It's official. <laughs> it's happened. The Olympics is a legitimate like. Is that the um, Olympic flame behind you, Will? Is that what that was? Oh, yeah. Did it just come oh, off yeah, Concord? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Concord just arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you not hear the supersonic boom? Oh, you used to hear that. That was, that that was, was. such a big thing in Ireland. Everyone in the 90s in Ireland was like, you know, if you're down the west coast of Ireland, you sometimes hear the boom because it hits it when it's going over Kerry. That's funny. Really? I don't know what that could even possibly sound like. So after this, I'm going to go on YouTube and look mm. up Concord Sonic Boom question mark. Yeah. And um, see what I get. Amazing. If you've listened to the podcast, you can also go and Google that. Uh, <laughs> and by Google, I mean YouTube. God damn it. <laughs> we didn't talk about the Winter Olympics once. Very quickly. Do you like the Winter Olympics? I do like the Winter Olympics, but I'm not as into it because Team GB aren't as good. <laughs> 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 Real glory supporter situation mm. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I love the figure skating though. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. When I watch the figure skating, I do think to myself a little bit. I reckon if I took that up now, I'd be decent. Well, it's kind and of it's, it's kind of ice gymnastics, isn't it? Yeah, but I have, as we've discussed, I was terrible at gymnastics. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fearless though. I've got no fear, so I reckon I'd be like. I feel like it's the around. balance between dre- dressage and yeah. gymnastics. Just no horse. There you go. No yeah. horse or ice. G- ice skating is gymnastics with no horse. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's the tagline for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Suze, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, You're thank you. brilliant. Jeez. And if. If the listeners, which obviously they'll be like, oh, shit, this person's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Go to suzkempner.co.uk. Follow Suze at suzuk. Yeah, yeah. Go on my website. I must update that thing more often. Quite often I go like, oh, I haven't updated my gigs. And I go on there and I haven't updated them since like the summer. Um, but yeah, I'll try and update them more for 2024. Great. You can listen to Suze's uh, podcasts, Mystery on the Rocks and The Queen Pod. Oh, you actually do have a podcast. I thought that was a bit earlier. No, I do. I do too. But one's not happening anymore and it's the queen pod but all the episodes are still there give it a listen and what's the mystery on the rocks episode what's that 
Oh, Mystery on the Rocks is uh, is me, Chris Stokes, and Masood Milas, three great comedians. You should have them on here. Mm. They'd be good. Yeah, we drink cocktails and solve an unsolved mystery. Oh. Like real Amazing. unsolved mysteries, like uh, unsolved murders and things like that. Okay. Are you rivals of drunk women solving crime, sir? Uh, accidentally, yeah. We, and we launched at the same time. <laughs> no uh, way. It's not really much of a rivalry because they've been extremely successful. Whereas <laughs> uh, Mystery on the Rocks, we're like, we have fun. <laughs> oh, well, I'm definitely going to listen. I've to been on Drunk Women Solving Crime as well, so I think I think have the rivalry you? is all over. Then maybe yeah. I have heard you before. Not heard of maybe. you, but heard you. You know, heard me. Yeah, yeah. Like, who? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, there was. Oh, that I knew that grating estuary <laughs> accent was familiar. <laughs> Hugh, thanks for co-hosting or hosting, I suppose, on your own. Yeah, I guess I did. Are you the host? Yeah, well done. Yeah. Do- so is yeah, Will just a guest who's on host. every week? Well, he, yeah, so. maybe that's it. You see, he's, he's become our producer. What we mean by producer yeah. is we mean the person who writes the three-question quiz. So that's what... Yeah, yeah, and we that have is two the of extent. Them. Ornia and Michael always talk about how much prep goes into it. Yeah. And I did, I did some reading on the Olympics, but when you invite someone <laughs> as erudite and informed as Suze, and there's also Hugh, yeah. you don't need to do anything. I guess the problem is that I'm usually on the other side and I have to... Can, I, can I make a suggestion, Suze? And I'm aware that yeah. because, but basically, right? You you have a you have have a pretty big profile from what I hear, and I'm Mister Cool. So yeah, can we co-commentate on a sporting event and stream it? Oh yeah, why can't shots both down? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cricket Australia and Jonathan Friend come at yeah. us. Yeah, well, yeah, come at us. We're there blood, we body, blood. <laughs> yeah. You can't take us down. And will you can produce? Follow at bloody at blood, body, blood. For, for more. He's the blood, I'm the body. And there's another <laughs> blood as well. Yeah, lots of blood. <laughs> it's not taken. The, the handle on Twitter is not <gasps> taken. Oh, here we go. For blood, body, body blood. blood. Hooray, let's do it. Well, thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes as well. And please do go and check out our other podcasts. We do have a few sporting podcasts. We did one on the Super Bowl. We did one on cricket with Max Fosh. What else did we do? We did swimming, but we did just talk about the sacraments. Not really about the sports <laughs> swimming. We did football. We did the gym. Our gym's a legitimate oh. like. Hmm, really? Knows? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a while ago. Oh. Um, but go that? back and listen to... Who was it? Who's, fasc- who's fascinated with uh, the gym? No, I mean, you see, we don't always have... Guess. Yeah, we don't always have oh, guests. We see, just picked a topic. Yeah, sometimes we just do it ourselves. Sometimes people say yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> that was an option. Sorry, Will maybe didn't make that clear. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Legitimate Likes. Get in touch if you would like to suggest an episode if you have a fascination that you want Suze to come on and talk about or someone else. But I presume Suze is coming back at some point. Yeah, I'll be back. Fingers crossed. Yeah, you can listen to my other podcast, That'll Teach You, where I talk about how kids call me Mr. Cool in the classroom. But yeah, so we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Come back and listen to us next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.